Hello everyone, I'm Mickey Gibbs, facilitator for the Chapman Foundation for Caring Communities. Today I'm going to share some parenting skills that might be new to some or a refresher for others. They can help us now and in the future. Let's take some time to learn some new skills that will help us in many situations. As parents, we are bombarded by things we need to say or do with our children. And listening is a part of parenting as we help our child's brain develop. It is a gift we give to help us build connection with our child. When our child's emotions are out of balance, there is much we can do to build and strengthen connection and help our child. Take a moment to think about when your young child is spilling over with emotion. Many of us call this a temper tantrum or a blow up. If we have too much emotion in our brains, we are unable to think and behave in a logical manner. And if you have a young child, you have seen this happen a lot. There's a few things to know about a child's brain. Your child's brain at a young age is learning to communicate. They struggle as they learn how to do that. Their ability to express and verbalize emotion is very limited. It is limited by their vocabulary and it is limited by a lack of experience. They are also discovering a wide range of emotions to experience. Remember, for a young child, any given emotion is new to them. A child's brain is not fully developed until about age 22. So a young child has a long way to go as they develop all areas of their brain. It's important that we help them grow their social emotional intelligence, which is going to help them learn to work with others, manage their own emotions, and empathize with others. But growing their social emotional intelligence takes intentionality on our part, and it takes time. Your child's brain has many departments. Three key areas of the brain focus on survival, emotion, and logic. When their emotions are very high, it is easy for the emotion to block out logic in their brain and sort of take over their brain. Your child is essentially drowning in emotion. You can't teach a child to swim when they are drowning. So how do we help our child stop drowning? The first thing to note is that survival part of the brain. So in the moment when your child is melting down or throwing a temper tantrum or sort of blowing up, if they are hungry, thirsty, tired, those kinds of survival things, those needs need to be met first. But once we know those needs are met, we can think about some other strategies. Some emotion is healthy but too much prevents enough logical thought from being present in their brain. We have to have a balance of logic and emotion to learn and grow. So how can we as parents use some intentional listening skills to help our children return to a healthy state of balance in their brain and improve our connection with them? And that's our goal with this process, building connection so we can assist them in their social emotional growth. We're going to go over some of these skills that you can practice and learn right now and start practicing immediately to help your young child when their emotion is out of control. Let's picture you as the parent helping your child while they are drowning in emotion. With a young child, drowning in emotion often looks like a tantrum or a blow up. If we are going to help their emotional level come down, 
our first step is to be empathetic with your child's emotional state. As your child is experiencing that really overwhelming sense of emotion, take just a quick second and think about a time when you were experiencing the same kind of thing. You don't need to talk about it. Just think about it and find a way to say to yourself, I have felt that way before and I know how hard it is. That is empathy. It is something you do to help them through calming them down. And it's also part of getting ready for the listening process with your child. It is as if you are tethering yourself to the drowning child. It says to the child, I am here. I am with you. You are not alone. Next is critical. Next, it is critical to be physically present and attentive with our child. That would mean that we need to put our phone down, stop doing laundry, etc. Physically attentive may mean that you need to get down on eye level with that young child, sit on the floor with them, put them up on at a countertop that's eye level, stop what you are doing and be present. And most important, we're going to stay silent most of the time and give that young child time to talk and share. This doesn't usually consume a whole day. Now it is time to put words to their experience. We can state back some facts from what is happening and the feelings we think they are having. When your child is melting down, it is because something happened to them or in their environment. It's very important that we capture that, that we let the child know we see that, and we also see the emotion they are experiencing. You might say, I can tell you are mad because your sister took your toy. We're not going to add any content to that conversation. We're simply stating back the facts of what happened and the feelings the child is having. We're not going to give advice. We're not going to say, here's how we can fix this right now. Remember, your child is drowning in emotion. Their logical brain is not engaged. They can't even hear or understand the solution. After you state back those facts and feelings, allow your child to vent out their emotion with words. They will likely respond to what you said. Maybe they're going to tell you they're having a different emotion. Maybe they're just going to nod. Maybe they're going to give you more about what happened to them. And you might need to give them time to vent and then state back the same sentence or some different facts and feelings as you gain more understanding about what they're experiencing emotionally and what happened to them. What you do in that moment is you're opening the door for them to talk about their emotions and you are giving their emotions words. Children cannot control what they cannot define. Giving the word for the emotion helps grow their emotional vocabulary long-term, but it also helps them label it in the moment. Give it a word like mad or frustrated so they can identify it. Sometimes it is helpful with very young children to have flashcards with emotion pictures. It's, they're like pictures of faces with a word on them so that they can point to how they feel. If you have a child that has a hard time understanding an emotional vocabulary, those are available on the internet and pretty easy to find. Go back and forth with silence and allowing them to talk. And then again, giving them back the facts and feelings. 
what you will notice over time is their emotional level comes down and now they can engage in logic. Once their logic is engaged, you can talk to them about what to do next time if you even need to in the moment. That's the opportunity to say, when your sister takes your toy away, you can come and get me for help. That is the time you can teach them to swim because they are no longer drowning. It takes practice and you can recommit to it with each child every day. It doesn't matter what the problem is that they are having. In fact, over time, many problems a child has don't even really need to be fixed or solved, or you may never be able to fix them. Take a moment, practice these things, and you will get better over time. It's important to respect the problem they're having and the feelings that they are experiencing. Parenting is not something you fix. It's something you grow. Give yourself time to practice these skills and get better. We get lots of chances for a do-over as a parent. Look at it as a growth opportunity and not a black and white fix to what you feel is wrong with parenting. It takes time, it takes patience, and it takes practice. I hope this is helpful for you today. <laughs>